I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in to the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. My name is Michael McQuid, joined this evening by Colin Cronin. Stuart Roach on the week that college football returns. The Colorado Buffaloes playing tonight against North Colorado. I think I might have got that correct, but the Broncos are back next week. Uh, lads, first off, I guess, start with you, Colin. Welcome into the show. We're a week away from Broncos football. You must be delighted. Yeah, it's uh, been a long, long off season, uh, but we have the prospect of football on the horizon and uh, also, hopefully, Johnny Boland coming to Dublin for points at some point in the not too distant future, because uh, I'd say that would be some crack, lads. <laughs> How you getting on, Stuart? Are we doing well, Stuart? Stuart, uh, now just for the process, if I'm not going to edit this, Stuart is on mute, and I think he's he's laughing as we speak. He's that eager to talk about the Johnny Boland situation. Are you still on mute, Stuart, or how are we getting on? Yeah, Stuart is yeah, still muted. Okay. okay. I was and this just, is where we added. I, I oh. was just consulting with my legal people to see uh, how much we could say about Johnny. But I think all, all joking aside, you know, when, when Pat Shermer inevitably stinks the joint out and puts us all to sleep by week 10, I... I'd love to see Johnny come in and start calling a couple of plays, you know, against the Chiefs or the Raiders just for the sheer hell of it because, you know, it uh, certainly wouldn't be wouldn't be dull if Johnny was to get the clipboard and start calling him in. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was some video that was posted today. My Lord. It was pretty mental, Colin, wasn't it? Just the whole... I couldn't believe it. Uh, but this isn't the this isn't the first time we we've seen this. Look, I'm I'm with Stuart. Give Johnny a clipboard. Let's have Garth Bowles at running back, and le- let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I watched the video last night, and that's all I'm going to say. You know, obviously, um, yeah, <laughs> it was mighty crack indeed. Uh, it's hard to believe we are. Nine, well, I guess when this has been recorded, nine days, gentlemen, am I correct? Nine days from kickoff in Matt Life Stadium. Um, I mean, the Broncos haven't played since the, end of, since the end of December last year. So, well, I guess first week in January. So I, I am very much looking forward to watching this team play for what seems like the, the first time in a very, very long time. On today's show, we are just going to take the hand, literally, and go through every game and just 
collectively. So I think we're going to do what around four games each, boys. I think that might be the best one to do. Uh, and we will give our winner loss. I'm taking the tally here um, of the games that we're going to win and the games that we're going to lose. And at the end of it, we're going to come up with a record. 18-week uh, season, 17-game season. And we'll see with that record if the Broncos will make the playoffs. We done it last year, Colin. What was our record last year? Can you remember? <laughs> um, I, I think we were all very optimistic last year. Incredibly so. Uh, I actually think Ryan Green was probably closest to uh, the actual um our actual record but i think nobody nobody went for a losing record last season not a single solitary one of us no i i <laughs> I, I drank the orange kool-aid very undiluted uh last what year. was the record you had against you like what, what was I, think, I, I think i knocked it down i think i think i went 11 and 5 and then i realized how i'd gone absolutely bonkers and decided to, to sort of chip away at it and i i, I adjusted to 10 and 6 which you know, when reflection seems even taking that win off the column uh, was just ridiculous. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think, um, I'm, you know, spoilers, I'm certainly not going to be claiming we're going to be getting 11, 11 and uh, 6 as it would be this year. So just, uh, just just keep that in mind. Unless I, you know, do the same thing again and get swept away by column enthusiasm for our new gunslinger at QB and how he's going to power us into the playoffs for the first time since Peyton retired. Let's see how we get on. We've got 17 games, including the bye week, which we could maybe talk about, what might happen in that bye week. Um, which, do you want me to go first, lads? I mean, I'll take the first four, yeah? Yeah, sound good? Okay. Um, I'll not be spending too long in this, lads. I think... Um, I'm going to try and be as positive as I can be here. Uh, I think the Broncos will get the win against the Giants week one. Um, from what I've seen of the Giants in preseason and from what I've heard, you know, the injury situation, the fight in the camp, it's the Giants. Daniel Jones, I mean, I don't really need to go much further than that as far as I'm concerned. I think the Broncos will go in the Met life, maybe start a wee bit slow, but I actually think the consistency, and please quote me in this in a week, I think the consistency of Teddy Bridgewater will get us the win against the New York Giants. It might not be pretty. It might not be a big win. But the Broncos will win like, I don't know, like 24-14. So I've got the Broncos going 1-0. They're going to win. We just do one each, yeah? Keep going. Yeah? I think that might be good. Colin, do you want to go next? So 1-0 to start the season. Yeah, so look, I think we've been unlucky right over the past few years uh, with certain things um i don't think we could have asked for a kinder start okay talk about winning the lottery the giants who as you said michael just have been a train wreck this off season uh, fighting amongst themselves they've had four guys retire um so during uh, because they didn't want to put up with joe judge uh so that's the giants game and then the jaguars the other uh interesting offseason uh you know they brought tebow in they let tebow go they pretended that trevor lawrence wasn't going to start they got rid of Minshew. they lost their running back uh for the entirety of the uh the season travis etienne um I'm I'm not a huge fan, uh, like in terms of Urban Meyer of him coming into the NFL. I think it's going to be a step too far. College is is so different to the NFL. Clearly, an incredibly talented college coach, brilliant offensive mind. Don't think it translates into the NFL in the same way. They're still going to be terrible um, defensively. So I think you know there is no reason the Broncos have been. You know, everything that Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer could have wanted. Have their QB. They've had the stability. They have all the pieces in place. There is no reason this team should not start 2-0. Then up uh, next is the uh, the Jets, which I think, thankfully for the Broncos, is in Denver. Because um, I think if that was, if that was in New York... Um, wasn't too long ago a, a pretty mediocre not this season but a couple of seasons ago i think a pretty mediocre jets team beat us um i think zach will 
Watson is going to be uh, a really, really good quarterback, but it'll take a year or two. Um, the Jets actually drafted really well this year, which is something of a, you know, a surprise because they haven't done particularly well um, on that front. But I think we're getting them early. Um, we're getting them at home. And I'd be confident enough that we, we should beat the Jets. Um, I'm not going to say comfortably because I don't see us really beating anybody comfortably uh, this season. I genuinely don't. I don't. Michael, I think you're, 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 you're allowing early season euphoria to sweep you away by claiming we're going to score 24 points uh, against the Giants in New York. I don't think we will. I think we'll win, but I think you're looking at a 17-13 type win there. Um, but I think we'll have enough, and I think we will probably go 3-0, which will start the uh, the whole Vic's going to get us into the playoffs mania, which I imagine will last for approximately 7 to 14 days. How about 7 days? The Ravens, week 4. Uh, it's in Denver, so obviously you're saying, it. yeah, that game against the Jets is in Denver. You get the two away games, two home games. Uh, there's actually a game being played in Denver week two, a college game, massive game. That's why I think I think that was planned years ago. So that's why we have that weird start. Didn't know it's recently. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens coming into Denver. No, we're not going to beat Baltimore in Denver. Like, like lads, I would I would love for it to happen, but I think seeing the progression of this Ravens team, I, I think they go to the next level this year. To be honest with you, and I think guys like Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins will just. We'll just take that offense to the next level. But I, I'm really interested in taking my Broncos hat off to see how Lamar Jackson performs this season. He's not vaccinated. I think, isn't he in a contract here? He's not in the contract, but his, his contract's going to be renewed very soon anyway. There's all this talk about what's going to happen there. So I think he needs to put up or shut up. Um, I think I think the Ravens will win that game. Uh, I don't think the Broncos will win that game. So I am taking this down. To, I'm sorry, boys. I'm taking this down to earth. Uh, three and one. The Broncos fall three and one after week four colin you're going to pittsburgh week five yeah which is is not a place that you traditionally want to go it's not a it's not an easy easy place to go i do think that this is probably the weakest team that tomlin has had but tomlin has never had a losing season i mean there's always the talk about you know uh, head coaches and how you know it takes a time to to settle in but as we've seen the the steelers in their their last three head coaches who've been there for 30 odd years they just don't seem to do losing seasons this will be a tough one for the the steelers though um the that o-line is is pieced together uh, Rothelsberger, uh, you know, he looks slim down, but can he actually really, you know, perform to the level that they want to do? Najee Harris is the danger. If uh, Mike Purcell is playing, I think we will have a, a great chance of stopping them. They are a very good defensive unit. That's the issue. This is where, you know, we're going to come under serious pressure in terms of quarterback sacks. If you look at the history of the Steelers, um, even over the last 20, 25 years, they are always there or thereabouts in terms of team sacks. And even losing Bud Debris, I still think they'll, they'll be up there. Um, in TJ Watt, they have an absolutely outstanding uh, defensive player. They have a, a very solid secondary. I think this will be a defensive slugfest. Um, I don't expect it to be high scoring. Um, the, the weather will probably play a, a factor here. You would expect early October should be okay. But if it's if it's a game in the rain, who knows? Um, this is where Brandon McManus could really earn his money. I... I just think a way to to Pittsburgh might might prove a little bit too tough. I I think we we lose a, a close one. I don't see it being high scoring. I think we lose a close one, unfortunately, um, and uh, we slip to what three and two at, at that point in the the season. And then I think we slip to three and three um, when we play the Raiders in Denver. Um, we had we had a terrible record in in uh, the AFC West last year. We were, we were one and five. Now you could say mitigating factors are the Chiefs were, were two of those, but I think people seem to have. I, I know I certainly forgot until I looked at it earlier on today. The Raiders absolutely minced us in uh, 
where were they playing? Were they in Vegas last year? I can't even remember. Yeah, so they were in Vegas last year and they'll be there again. Um, I think we have a tendency to lose at least one, if not two, silly games uh, at home that we really have no business losing. Um, it was a toss-up for me between the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, I think we're going to lose one of those two games. I'm going to go for the Raiders on this one because I think the Raiders are have been close to being decent over the last couple of years. I, I think there's not... I mean, they had a they had a pretty good offense last year. I know their defense is struggling, and I think they, they fired their defensive coordinator. Imagine not firing a, a you know a coordinator midseason and then things improving. It's a, you know, it's, it's a crazy concept. Um, so I think the Raiders will be slightly better this year, and I think that they will sneak a win uh, in mile high, which will put us back to three and three. I think at this point in the show, before people click off, I just want to say that if you actually write the Broncos timetable, timetable, Jesus, if you actually write the Broncos schedule out on a sheet, this is a, this is a difficult schedule. This is a difficult schedule. If I'm Vic Fangio, I'm going, hmm. I mean, we need to get off to a good start here. There is no doubt. If the Broncos somehow didn't win week one or week two, they are playing catch up, and I really hope that's not the case for us. Yeah, I think Nick, I think you're dead right because I think if hmm. anything less than three and zero with the start that we have, given what's to come, you know, quite quickly after, is yeah. is borderline disaster. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I think three and one you can live with. It's not the end of the world, and you know, you, you can kind of that's that section of the season. But anything less than three and zero, and we're already close to being behind the eight ball. Um, and Vic Fangio hasn't won a game in September. So that's worth remembering and um, but he couldn't have asked for a better start this time around yeah and Going, yeah. just just though the if you look at the strength of schedule and you know you can only take it but uh, it is pre-season uh, but in comparison to last year again lucky star shining on the broncos we are tied for 27th in terms of strength of schedule again we've had all of that consistency there hasn't been the changes they've had the training camp there hasn't been the injuries there is no reason this broncos team shouldn't live up to the potential we've heard about this potential for season after season after season they gotta live up to it guys see it's hard to believe you're saying 27th right strength of schedule because for me i know there's certain teams we have to play for me it's the the order in which they're ranked and i'm going to talk about that in this next game in a minute but you know baltimore pittsburgh the raiders cleveland that like that stretch of games granted okay the raiders i i personally would give it a win but we'll come back to that that that's difficult boys i i think that's fair and that at that point that that vital point of the season where other teams are getting early buys resting up and uh, for me cleveland absolutely no chance cleveland's a super bowl contender it's not even worth talking about baker mayfield this team has got strength and depth both on offense and defense and they're one of only four teams that haven't got to the super bowl this could be the year that cleveland gets to the super bowl and um, i just honestly can't wait to watch baker mayfield play. And i'd never thought i'd say that recently but i just can't see and it's, it's in Cleveland as well, boys. I just can't see how the Broncos go to Cleveland, go to the dog pound and get a result, especially if they're coming off two defeats. Was I three defeats in a row against Baltimore, Pittsburgh and Vegas? Um, look, I think Kevin Stefanski's got something special going on there, boys in Cleveland. And I think they're a massive dark horse to go to LA in February. Massive. Um, yeah, I think the Broncos lose that and fall to three and four and i think i think at this point column if we're sitting three and four at week seven week eight in denver against washington becomes a must win game for a certain head coach what do you think well bill cower took uh, three and four steelers team to the super bowl and uh, he talked about how you know you that you can you can reassess and you can bring the troops in at that point. This is a, it's another going to be another game. Um, I think of, of attrition and, and in the trenches. Um, look, I think the in in terms of um, Fitz Magic, he he has some great highlights, but 
he's not a franchise QB. He's he he's he's been a he's been a journeyman. He's great crack. He wouldn't be half as entertaining if he had didn't have the beard. I think he has learned as he's gone along how to kind of cultivate the this cult of personality that he has. Um and and I think uh that that it's very easy to get on, on board with it and you know, with the Dolphins last year, he kind of came in, but ultimately the Dolphins really were disappointed last year. He 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 can come in at times and kind of be the relief pitcher, um, but when he's got to start, I I this is where I think we should be feasting. I I, I again, I don't think it's going to be a particularly high scoring game, um, but we are we are at home. I I think given that you know they they. Uh, they play in probably the the worst division in the National Football League, uh, you know, surrounded by the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, um, and they kind of got to the playoffs by default last year. Yes, they're very strong defensively. Um, they've got Riverboat Ron in place, um, but this is the team who we've seen this off season not exactly massively together. I mean, they've got a, a coach who's you know um, recovering from cancer and their vaccination stats, even though he had asked them to, weren't exactly stellar. So I don't know if that team is as together as you'd want it to be. Again, surely the Broncos' stability should um, you know, play a role. I think the Broncos can edge this one. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, to me, then, um, the next game, uh, it's at the Cowboys. Um comes down to and I guess there's caveats with all of this kind of stuff and it goes for for the Broncos as well I think we you know I think we, we made the productions last year just before Von Miller got injured so for me this game kind of hinges on whether or not that press cut is fit um if Dak is fit and they have that offense now I know their offensive line isn't as strong as it has been um in the past when they had probably the best offensive line in football but they still have a huge array of weapons. And I think this, to me, is, is a game where you there's been an awful lot of hype about the potential of this Denver defense. Um, and on paper, it looks very, very strong. But as we know, paper is not where the game is won or lost. So I think Dallas away is the kind of game when you're up against a high-powered offense, if Dak is fit, where the defense needs to actually earn the type of um, status that they, they seem to be kind of being bestowed with at this present time. You know, myself and Colin were talking, there was an article today saying, forget about the no-fly zone, this group could be special. It's like they haven't played a game, they haven't had a den of actual football yet, and we're saying, forget about the no-fly zone, are you, are you kidding me? Um, so we need to see this from them. Um, I, I seem to be kind of getting the games whatever way it's gone. I'm on I'm third on the game that seems to be but I think uh we will lose to the Cowboys. Um and I think it'll be close enough, but I think um I think we'll lose by a touchdown. Okay, okay. So that puts us down from week nine, we're sitting four and five. Can I ask you boys a question before I go on the mic? Would you take that right now? Looking at that schedule? I would. I, I, it depends on how we start, Mick. I think if we start 3-0, then to go 4-5 and five is a disappointment for me, personally. Um, mm. Having said that, it is the, the middle section of that, as you were pointing out a second ago, is is brutal. It, it really is. You know, like... Um, I suppose four and five heading into the, the game Colin's going to talk about just before the bye week, you're kind of still in the, in the, in the snit, you know, you're still in the hunt. Um, but there are a lot of good teams in the AFC at the moment. So, you know, you're not giving yourself an awful lot of wriggle room after that five and four, you know, you're, you're ahead of the, you know, you're, you're, you're out in front of it, but 
four and five, you're kind of teetering on the brink and, and you know, you're, you're, it's not quite as, as, as successful as we'd hoped, but I suppose you're still, you're still in it. Maybe that's as good as we can expect given the way the last mm. couple of seasons have gone, you know? Colin, I'm a wee bit, I'm not going to lie, I'm a wee bit concerned about that game too. Trevor Lawrence's first game in Jacksonville in a regular season. I just, it just doesn't, I know, I know he hasn't been lights out in the preseason to an extent, but, Oof, or in the, sorry, in in training camp as well, but I just well, anyway, but, anyway, look, but my, Michael, I've heard like I've I've heard for years that that QBs need time to to develop in this league, right? Like you got to give them time. Yeah. So surely week two, like a, a vaunted Broncos defense, you know, masterminded <laughs> by Vic Fangio, is going to eat Trevor Lawrence alive. I hope so. I hope so. Hopefully. Be nice to see a wee bit of Vaughn Miller, a wee bit of Bradley Chubb go on Tra- Trevor Lawrence. This week 10 game <laughs> is Philadelphia and Denver, and that's an intriguing game, boys, because nobody's given them a chance in hell at the NFC East for a start. They're not, like, they're not. There's a number of different variables here. Let's look at let's let's look at it upon the basis that Jalen Hurts is playing for the Eagles. I I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer for the Eagles, a quarterback. I think the trade that they've brought in Garner Minshew is is genius. I would love Garner Minshew in Denver. Just going to put it out there into the open internet space. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about this Eagles team saying they're not ready. They're not going to be this. T- they're not going to be that competitive. Like Colin, me and you spoke to Alex Singleton. He he really blew it up immediately, saying like, no, no, that this team's ready to go. Look. The Broncos will win the game. It'll be a tight win. Um, but don't don't be surprised if by week ten, if the Eagles are starting to pick up pace. Remember the just remember the, the division they're in. History shows that there isn't really a team in recent years that takes an outright that takes an outright lead in the NFC East. So I mean, they're going to be going to that game in week ten, probably you know gunning for it and gunning for it, and they could probably go from third to first in one game. Um, I think the Broncos will will win, and I'm I'm saying that thinking if Garner Minshew's playing, if that team starts to take a role, Zach Ertz is is I think Zach Ertz is destined for a real real upgrade of season, but uh, I'll give the Broncos the win based upon our stellar defense, uh, and we go five and five and column. The bye week. Do you, do you think that like what? What's your thoughts on the on like the week eleven bye week with the with the extra week this year? Well, it's go, it's going to be important. But Michael, like what you're saying in terms of the the like every this league is set up for parity, right? So what the league does is it highlights poorly run franchises because you 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 shouldn't be having losing season after losing season after losing season the league does everything it can to ensure that doesn't happen and when you look at teams like the steelers or you look at coaches like andy reed at the chiefs um you know or or pete carroll at at, at the the seahawks you can kind of keep it going, keep it going if you're a well-run, well-operated machine. Um, so the the Eagles, I, I think, re- realistically, the Eagles have have looked at it and said that they're getting their quarterback of the future next year, um, and and that's what they're in de- endeavoring to do. I think I think they're taking a punt probably on on Hertz, and they're probably going to see. Look, if that works out for them, fantastic. But if not. They got enough draft capital that they can go up and get a guy. And I mean, that's how you, you can do it. Like, that's what the Chiefs did with, with Mahomes. That's what the, um, you know, the the Bills did with Josh Allen. But And what's interesting, I think, in this league is that, like, um, and, and Sam Monson was going on PFF about this, and rightly so. Like, there's a lot of talk this year about, you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson. And, and once those two are off the board, oh, well, what about the others? Are they going to be any good? But Patrick Holmes, you know, is probably the, you know, the best quarterback to go in the last 15 years, certainly. Patrick Holmes didn't go number one, okay? So the way in which we evaluate QBs before they get into the league, nobody's particularly good at it. 
and then until you it happens um so i think that the eagles we yeah that'll be an that'll be an interesting one for sure but by the time you get to week 11 i think players are going to be delighted to to be having um that uh by week because you know that extra game you know even even after that that by week you still have you know a, a huge kind of um slug of games to to come so i think at that point by the time we get to that um it will be a, a very welcome break i imagine for uh for just about everyone at that point and y- you'd hope that we would be going into that having just beaten the eagles and there'd be a feel-good factor as you go into the bye what's your thoughts column about that Chargers game it's in denver after the bye so the broncos have that game against philadelphia in denver stay in denver going against the Chargers week 12 what do you think I have huge concerns about the Chargers I I really I like what they have done and yes they have a first year head coach um and you, you never know exactly how that will work um though they worked for the Browns last year so we'll have to see but I think Herbert is the real deal um, Mina Kimes had a really interesting profile on him this week. If you haven't read it, definitely would. Um, people kind of wax lyrical about Roy Thompson's profiles. Um, I think Mina Kimes' piece on um, Justin Herbert is better than um, any of his recent pieces. Um, they have also put a really good plan in place. They went out and they probably got the best center in in the league in free agency. They got a really solid uh, O-line guy from the Steelers they drafted in theory because you never know in theory they drafted really well and and Slater should make a a big difference to them so they've put that protection in place which is what you want you want to protect your QB I mean if you find a franchise QB you want to protect it and that is what the Chargers have done which is what the Colts didn't do you know which ruined Andrew Luck and now they're paying the the price for that so I really like what the Chargers have done if they get Derwin um, James back as well, and if he can stay injury free, um, they will be a serious threat, I think, to the Chiefs in this division. So I would have big concerns around that. But divisional games will always be close, will always be competitive. I mean, you saw last year we came back to to win them. I honestly think Anthony Lynn could have been sacked there and then on the spot, um, and and he couldn't have complained. Although he, nice guy, decent coach, poor decision maker. Um, I I think it's going to be um, a tight one um, because our you know our secondary um, and our um, our defense in, in in general will will make it will make it tough in a divisional game, but it's very difficult for me to see us winning that game. Um, yeah. So we fall to five and six. Stewart, the Broncos haven't won at Arrowhead since Peyton Manning retired. They are zero oh and ten at Arrowhead. I could be wrong, but that was on Wikipedia. No, you're that right. That is an unbelievable stat. No, you're right. Week 13. And, and I'd, I'd, I'd shudder to even think what the points difference has been in, in those games that are ahead. Um, I mean, you think by the law of averages that, you know, eventually you, you, you might get close to them or you might shock them. Um, I mean, I think the, the Raiders beat them. Did the Raiders beat them in Kansas or was that in? Yeah, you know, um, to me, the... the, the Colin was talking about well-run organizations and as disappointing as it is for us as Broncos fans, it, it is clear that Kansas City now falls very definitely into that category. I know they had a disappointing end at the Super Bowl. One of the things that I think I looked at the Super Bowl kind of going, okay, so books have, have shown, you know, bring pressure, be aggressive in the secondary and that's a way to rattle Mahomes. Um, and given, given the fact that the Chiefs have spent all their money now, they're going to be in deep deep trouble because they're not going to be able to re-sign some of those offensive linemen and yet the Chiefs went out and completely revamped their offensive line and may have actually made it stronger than it was last year um, so you know I, I, I think we may land a couple of punches this year um, in Kansas but I would be hugely surprised if we were to come within a touchdown and beating them so i i'm gonna go for another loss to the chiefs um 
I think it'll be a little closer, as I said. I don't think we'll get wiped out, but I think they, they're just better than we are. Um, and it's a place that we don't do well, so I don't see us pulling off a shock there. And it would be a really few. But then again, this is what Vic is supposed to be good for. This is what this defense has been... I mean, we have, you know, God knows how many cornerbacks on the roster now. So this is, you know, you think that this is what this has been leading to. Um and we've got a quarterback who supposedly takes better care of the ball. So, you know, these are the kind of games that they need to do better in, or else you're kind of going, well, what was the plan then? Again, bearing in mind, you know, we could have a huge slew of injuries at that stage, then I take that back. But if we're going into that relatively healthy, then that's what this team has been constructed to do, is to live with the Chiefs and the homes. So they need to do it this time. But I don't think they will. Yeah, and you're talking there about, you know, maybe the, they could be a touchdown away or something. Do you remember they had the ball with two minutes to go last year and all they had to do was score? I, I don't know, I'm joking against Chiefs. Uh, that was Sunday Night Football. The Broncos don't have a Sunday Night Football game this year. They don't have a Monday Night Football game this year. They have a Thursday Night Football game this year. Uh, that leaves us five and seven, gentlemen. I've got good news because in week 14, we played Detroit in Denver. Now... Now, it is the 3rd of September, so we can talk about it now. Who knows, maybe Detroit might shock everybody and go on a run. And, and Jared Goff, who's come in for Matthew Stafford in Detroit, might play well. I actually, I'm, I'm actually intrigued to see how Dan Campbell, but not, not even him, DeAndre Swift running back, I, I think he could be a decent selection for that team. Gives them something different to look at, but I just can't see how they can go to Denver. Go up against that defensive win. So I'm going to give us the win in that column. Uh, and that takes us to six and seven. And then we go in. To, and we, it's, I, Colin, I feel like we say this every year. We go into a vital game. Week 15, the Bengals at home. Surely. Surely? Yeah, you would think surely. But I thought surely in 2017 when I flew... 5,000 miles and paid all of the money only to watch the Bengals beat us, um, which was quite quite something, I, I can tell you. Um, and I, I've been to Mile High, I, at, at this point, I'm not sure, is it 12, 13 times? That was, I think, the quietest I, I had heard it. Um, it, it. So, but we should be, look, this... Um, this this Bengals team um, is is still very much a work in progress. Obviously, in in Joe Burrow, they have a very good quarterback. They have given him some weapons, um, but I you you would still say that they are they're not. I think where where they would like to be. I don't think their their line is where they would like it to be. Although it's stronger, um, they learn. Uh, you know, um, I, I I would say at home, um, and uh, given that the the game takes place in um, kind of latish December or towards the end of, of December, you would hope that um, this this is a team where you know they will have gelled, they will have come together, and I. I, I see no reason why we shouldn't beat the, the Bengals at home. So, yeah, so I, I said earlier on that we always seem to lose uh, a, a silly game um, against division rivals. But I do think we sneak a game that we probably have no business winning. And I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to say I think we're going to beat the Raiders because um, I think we'll have a little bit of bit of form going in after after beating Detroit and Cincinnati. I mean I think since Boxing Day? Since Stevens Day? Yeah, I, I think we I think we'll win that game. Um I think just just because I think sometimes the, the football gods smile on you. Um I think we will have to win that game. Um because I think you're now at the point where you know there's going to be some some very strong AFC teams probably pulling away, you know, like um there's not going to be much between Baltimore, um, the Browns, the Steelers, you'd think, you know, whoever wins that division, but the team that comes second in that division is almost certainly going to have a wild card. 
Patriots maybe maybe good. The Dolphins could be good with two in the second year. You know, you'd expect the Bills to win their that division easily enough, I think. So you're probably at the point now where you're kind of going, we we need to win two out of the last three games. And I think I think this is one that we sneak. I don't know how. Our our our, our record against the Raiders away from Denver is absolutely atrocious in recent years. Um doesn't get the same kind of airtime as our record against the Chiefs away from Denver, but our record against the Raiders is poor. But I'm going to say we pull off a shock. We do one. I think this is the one. Um, and where does that leave us now record-wise, Mick? Because I, I, I'm not sure. I didn't um, <laughs> a win against the, the Raiders takes us to 8-7 and seven on the season with two weeks to go. Now, unfortunately... These last two games are the Chargers in LA and the Chiefs. Well, to be fair, the Chiefs could be resting in the final week, but um, especially with the, with the extra game, that's not for me to talk about. Uh, I guess I'll talk about the Chargers column gives the uh, the Chiefs and Stuart gives his overall opinion. Uh, for me, we have a hope in LA. I'm just going to put it out there. I actually think at that point the Chargers could be could be challenging for the West. They could be. It could be a couple of games back. They could be a game back, and they need to win and win and win. Or if they don't win the West, they need to further improve the record to get into that next playoff spot. And um, and I think we lose Nelly. I think I agree on what Colum said earlier on in this broadcast. Um, Herbert is a real deal, um, and it, it's quite depressing to see the Chiefs and the Chargers both with quarterbacks. Um, and quarterbacks that are so good, like Herbert's potential is is ridiculous. So, yeah, that would be my one. I think we're going to fall to eight and eight. Uh, and the Broncos going into week week eighteen. It's really weird to say week eighteen column face the Kansas City Chiefs in Denver. With will there be a playoff spot in line at eight and eight potentially? With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, but the problem is, I think that the the Chargers are so good, Michael, that the Chiefs aren't going to be able to arrest people. The only thing you'd say is, right, the, the Chiefs' weakness is depth. And the Chiefs, if they were to lose Travis Kelsey, for example, how would, how would they respond to that? If they were to lose Tariq Hill, how would they respond to that? Um, Look, I, the Chiefs starters um, are, if it was it, without injury and with Andy Reid, that, that's the Super Bowl. But we all know that it's a league, there's injuries, there's all sorts. But I do think at this point, because of the way, particularly the AFC is and, and the way the AFC West is, um, it, it's not going to be the case where the Chiefs kind of run away with it this year just because of the Chargers and just because um, you look at, say, the Browns and um, potentially the Bills, though, again, the situation with with Josh Allen and can he play every game and all that sort of stuff. But I, I, I think it, it could be um, a situation where you're kind of a bit like us in um, 2015. They, they, ha- they have to win to get the, the top spot because – it's such a difference to have the playoffs run through your stadium. And I think that is where um, it will be really difficult. Um, and again, you know, we will undoubtedly m- make it difficult for the Chiefs. Um, but um, if if they are healthy, it's it's tough to, to see us getting a win. I mean, what what did for them last year against the, the Bucks was um that o-line and and you, you have to get get pressure up the middle if we can get pressure up the middle that's what makes such a difference so we need draymond jones to take that next step and to really become 
um, a monster on on the line. If he can do that, that will make a significant difference in terms of us making life difficult for the the Chiefs. I think our our secondary should be very talented. Alas, I I just I don't see us if 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 we're going and we're going into this and the the Chiefs still need a win in order to secure that top spot. I think they get it. And that takes us to eight and nine on the season. Um, give or take, it could be um, seven and ten, or it could be nine and eight. Who knows? Let's say ten and seven. Uh, right, let's go round table just to round this off because we've been talking for a wee while. We will be back before the game against the Giants. But uh, Stuart, your thoughts on our predictions tonight? Yeah, Mick, I I think they're about right. I I'd have us. Um, I think with Teddy. Who, who has been the subject of some tremendous amounts of revisionism um, on the internet over the last few weeks. Teddy is in danger of becoming Joe Montana, such as his unerring accuracy. And, and you know, he's only going to take this magic leap now with these tremendous weapons at his disposal. Um, I uh, With Teddy, I think we're, we're seven or eight wins. I mean, that's kind of where he's been. Uh, I don't see it, personally speaking. I, I don't see this leap. I think the defense will be strong. I think we'll run the ball quite well. But I think the conservatism that runs through both Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio will ultimately do for us. I would have us, if I had to pin my colors to the mast, I'd have us going 8-9. and nine. And I think that if you have gone all in on a journeyman quarterback that's win-now mode, um, if you don't win, then that's your lot. And I think uh, if we if we don't make the playoffs this year, I don't see the point in continuing with the Big Fangio experiment. I think brilliant, brilliant defensive mind, just not up to it as a head coach. Look, the best, you know, we've had this discussion, the best, in my opinion, defensive coordinator in Broncos history is Wade Phillips. He's a superb defensive coordinator, absolutely brilliant. Delighted that he won that Super Bowl. And, and the way he... He flustered Newton as a crowd. He was a really, really ordinary head coach for the Denver Broncos in particular. He was okay for the Bills, but the Broncos, he, and by his own admission, his own bookies, it just didn't it didn't really click for him. There's no it's not the first time it's gonna happen. So me, I would say we're probably gonna be eight and nine and looking for a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, and another new quarterback. That's my prediction. Oh baby. The Vic Fangio experience coming to a stadium near you. Colin, what were you? Um, I I I don't think honestly there was there's a huge difference between Teddy and Drew in terms of the, the number of, of of wins. Um, I was really excited about Drew Locke last year. I, I really was. Um, but when you are bottom of almost every single QB category. Um, there's the, you know, you can't just put that down to a, a lack of, um, a preseason, you know, if, if it was in and around the 20 to 25, yeah, okay. I, I get it. Um, I think we, again, though, the QB competition more than anything was crazy. You just take reps away. I still don't understand it. Um, we have a, a very, very talented roster un, undoubtedly. Um, and it, it's, it's a shame in 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 ways um i mean look what sean mcveigh was able to do when you see a play caller like sean mcveigh right who can get his threes to move on our, our number one defense which is a, which is a really talented defense and and has you know a, a good play caller and big fangio and yet mcveigh could do that it tells you like that you know you look you look at the, this league and um You've got to be. You got to find ways to be creative. You got to find ways to get guys to 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 really buy in. And you look at the the way in which um, I suppose the look at the Super Bowl last year, right? The Chiefs are as much as we might not like them, they are innovative. They come up with ways. You look at Chad Henney and that play last year, and what Bruce Arians did. Right. Obviously, he got to bring Tom Brady in, but the way in which he leaned into his 
um, coordinators, but he is the head coach. He makes the decisions, but he leaned, he trusts his coordinators and boy, did they deliver. Um, and I, I suppose as well, it's, it's about peaking at the right time of, of the season. I mean, in some ways, yes, it's nice that we have the easier opening given the last couple of years, but like when you look at the books, like it was really after um, kind of the, the the back end of last year where they they got healthier on defense and they f- really figured out what Todd Bowles wanted. And it was their, Brady was good and obviously their offense was good, but it was their defense um, that really took them to it. But that, I, I, I don't think you can underestimate leadership. And in the same way that, Peyton Manning had such an impact on 2015 and I will forever talk about his leadership and inspiring others. It's the same with Tom Brady. Everyone buys into it. And that's what you need more than anything is you need a team who is totally, totally bought in. And it's interesting to me that we're recording this and we've seen the Patriots, right? Like dispense with Cam Newton. And I, I think the, the first game of the 2016 season broke Cam more than even the Super Bowl, which was bad. But like when it was followed up by week one of, of 2016, that, that was it. But they dispensed with Cam. They've gone with Mac Jones. And it seems that their locker room is all in on Mac Jones. And, and when you hear the way in which they talk about him. So... Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting given what we have gone, given we've gone with, with, with Teddy, it really should be. Um, and given the stability and given everything else, I think it, you know, it, it's all in on, on, on the playoffs. And I think it's playoff or bust. Um, I think if, if it's not, then you got to go back to the drawing board and you got to start, as Stuart said, you got to start all over again. But I think you got to look at um, an outstanding offensive mind more than anything you need your gm your head coach and your um, oc to be on the right on the on the same page when it comes to the draft and getting a qb absolutely i i, I don't even have anything to add there i completely agree with you i i think that if if it does end the way that it looks like it'll end here i've been doodling on this page as well boys uh, I, I, of course, Vic Fangio is going to be gone. This is a guy, you know. Look, let, let's just let, let's just come out and say it. If that goes away, and I, 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 I hope the Broncos go unbeaten until I'm proven wrong. Hopefully, not until about week ten. I think you know if that does stay like that, George Payton is going to bring in his own head coach. It is going to be another rebuild or a partial rebuild. If you call getting the GM in a rebuild, this is going to take another two to three years to see the reap the, the reap of what they've sowed there. And it's disappointing because there's so much talent there. You look at the Vaughn Miller, he's in I guess uh well I hope his best years are not behind him. But he now is at his peak and it just it's a bit disappointing. But I think the Broncos are gonna go um seventeen and old boys until I'm proven wrong. I'm really excited to see it. Uh and I guess we'll be back before the Giants game. To not just preview the season, but to to preview the game itself. The game is uh, at nine o'clock or nine twenty-five, boys, isn't it? Uh, Ireland UK time, ten twenty-five Europe time, Sunday week. So we'll see you then. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Please give us a review on your podcast provider uh, and subscribe as well. And Stuart and Colin, cheers, lads. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.